Okay, okay, spring 2021 part three, because we watch too much stuff. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Um, man, we're, we really did. We really did. Like, it's funny that we're so old and we're just like, ah, oh, we watch too much stuff. We're tired. Like, I think the hip kids would call this a flex, you know, like, oh, we're flexing <laughs> the, all the, the shows that we watch. Right here. Uh, but, uh, yes. All right. Where are we? I think we're going to pick it up with, uh, folks, this is it. Odd Taxi. This is the best show this season, and I'm going to make a prediction that this is going to be the best show for a couple of years in every direction. Wow. Um, This show is incredible. Uh, I mean, Scott, huge thank you. I'm just going to interject for you getting me to watch this show because I was already overloaded, and you were like, no, Sue, really? Odd Taxi. And I was like, I don't know. And then we watched episode one and two. It had come out by that point. My husband and I were like all in forever. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, glad, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I mean, this show has, it kind of has it all. It has a cool, like unique visual style going on that like fits what they're doing. It's got a solid opening and ending. But really the big deal is it has an amazing plot. This is a plot that will have you going back to previous episodes, hunting for tiny details or to read the way a character said a particular line. Like I have reviewed the way the main character said a line like three times. And each time the context felt different because of new information that we had. And he has it a is, pretty flat affect. So that has got to be a close reading. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that. And it's also like, given what we know, what did, what, what did, what did that mean? You know, in context, it is extremely engaging. Uh, like, oh, so basically it is a plot where, there's a taxi driver character who's the main character. People, you know, he drives people around, right, in his taxi driver job. And slowly he kind of pieces together at least two or three different ongoing mysteries or problems all at once. Like there's a missing high school girl. The mob is involved somehow. There's an idol group whose members are like trying to debut, but they've got their own problems. Like there's there's a, a guy on the loose with a gun. Like there's there's so many things going on, all of which are intersecting really well. Also, everyone's uh, an anthropomorphic animal. Yeah, that was an interesting. That's you know the unique visual style. Like the backgrounds are kind of unique in their own way, but also like everyone's an animal. Uh, and like, and I think it was a really good idea. Uh, there's as someone has you know has told me there's 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 so many characters in this show that if they weren't all animals and all different animals, it would be really difficult to keep track of them, even though the characters are all really solid. And I think having everyone be a different animal really helps with remembering who's who. Because, like, I don't know if I know everyone's names, but I'm like, oh, yeah, like the cat guy, or totally, like, what's the gorilla doing? Like, Or the alpaca lady, or, or the, the alpaca. or the monkey. Yeah. or Well, they there are several monkeys, but they're different kinds, so at least they're identifiable. Yeah, they're all visually distinct. Uh, so it, it does a really good job. Like also there's a character that wraps all of his lines and it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yano. <laughs> Yano. Yes. Like he's, he's not a huge enough character. Like don't come to the show just for him. Cause like he, he's only appears in probably the last third, but he's amazing. Oh my gosh. Everything about his character. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, one thing I wanted to say about it is many times while watching it, it felt less like a fictional show and more like a social commentary. Uh, hmm. the the writers feel like they're discussing things like uh, sort of collection culture and what that meant to your social status when you were in like middle school and that felt like your whole world 
uh, and how that affects you as an adult. Uh, Gen Z and the fact that they've only ever grown up with the internet and have this deep obsession with being liked by millions of people they don't know. Uh, kind of that Instagram culture. Uh, idol culture and, and what that really <laughs> you know means and what's happening under the under the hood of that. Uh, it, it really felt sometimes like they were taking taking a shot at that culture, whether Japanese or American. I think it's appealing to anyone uh, and, and saying a little something about it and how it twists people up and, and what the price of those kinds of things are. So I loved that they, they weaved some of that in. Um, I don't know how many of these there are, but just some of the, the little details they put in. So uh, my husband noticed that on lead character Otokawa's taxi, it says like sing the the kanji on there basically means single taxi, which for like this is a per a private taxi this guy owns as opposed to one owned by a company, but it it also could be translated as like lonely taxi like a taxi that is alone, which which is very fitting for later um, developments and I think there's just so many like rich pieces of storytelling everything is so interconnected and so well thought out. Uh, every character is so compelling. Uh, the dialogue is incredibly intelligent. Like you really got to go in on a second watch and and oh, have yeah. a notebook or like Scott said, like watch it chunks of it again to to figure out what's really going on. But it all connects. Like when you when you finally come to that finale, you're like somebody really thought out every part of this. Right, like it is, it's bas it's it's basically flawless. Like it's so good. Uh, and other cool things. This may interest other some people more than others. There is kind of more, I guess, to it than just the anime. For example, some of the characters have real world Twitter accounts, and the things that are tweeted take place during the show. Uh, there is a radio drama that is for the available for the show, and who you are hearing the perspective of the radio drama. You can tell who it's going to be because in the show, they're holding the object that's recording the audio. So you can see that going on. Uh, like the people, you know, people on Reddit have put together an elaborate relationship chart that shows the relationships of all the characters in the show with each other to try to track what's going on. Don't look that up ahead of time. Watch the show Don't for look up ahead. Oh my goodness. Don't do that. But like, yeah, exactly. Don't do that at the how start. Much, like how good the show is. Yeah, but like, so it's all, it's 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 a sort of a broad interconnected thing. And I guess someone was saying, I didn't realize this, but apparently this show in Japan aired on the televisions that are in taxis. What? No way! <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. I could, I've not confirmed it personally, but it seems plausible just of how interesting of a push the show has had to like get out there. So, I mean, whatever, top recommendation this season. Like the show's amazing. The show is incredible. Go watch it. Highly, highly recommended. But we had another good show from last season that I think got a special episode. Ah, oh, indeed. Only so you, saw it. you guys I, may have remembered like... that Wonder Egg Priority was our big push uh, last mm. season, and it didn't finish. Thanks, COVID. You're the best. Uh, <laughs> due to the pandemic. Uh, so uh, Wonder Egg Priority brought out, like they call it a special episode. It was a 45-minuter. Uh, where they, you know, this is the, the finale, they wrapped ev everything up. Um, I think Wonder Egg Priority crapped the bed. 
Oh, pretty, no, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm really disappointed hard. to hear that. Yeah, I, I didn't like this. Uh, Scott, I'm not even kidding you. You could probably jump to the 20-minute mark because 20 solid minutes of this 45-minute episode are flashbacks. To oh, wow. It, yep, it's just a clip show of what's happened before. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like, I'm watching the, the scrubber go, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And they blew, <sighs> like, half half the the runtime on just a clip show. The the latter half doesn't answer any questions that we had from from the show. It's it's like they just got way too big for their britches and were like, well, we can't possibly close this out. So we're just gonna leave you on another mystery and and push that angle. Uh some of the girls barely feature tell you the truth because they just crunch that that runtime down to 20 minutes uh, i mean it's, it still looks beautiful but i think ultimately this just imploded on its that own is self very disappointing yeah it was really heartbreaking i finished it and i was like you've got to be kidding me guys so yeah because would it be better to just stop where the show did or do you think it is worth watching this episode at all you know, to tell you the truth, I don't, because wow. I I think they ruined a character, and then they just left you in this very strange position where you don't understand the motivations of two of the other ones, and one of them, I guess, is going to continue onward with a thing. So personally, I I wouldn't even bother, which is heartbreaking for me to say. Oh, that is, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was it, it's really rough. So, it's it's not great. They they didn't close much out and ugh, guys, guys. So, oh, I had such high hopes for the special episode. Uh yeah, me too. Me too. So when it aired and and I was just like you can't do this to me, but you did. Fine. So, I would skip it personally. Well, let's just blow right by, by that and take refuge in the saint's magic power is omnipotent uh so like what is it it's i would say it's a romance with an isekai flavor uh the main character is an adult woman which is pretty rare in anime so that was kind of a nice change uh it looks pretty good like it's not amazing but it's, it's very solid and uh honestly i kind of like the character outfits they look good like they're a little fancy but they're they're believable for like a for like a fantasy style world uh, I don't know that I have much to say against it. Like, it's a little slow. There's always a little conflict. I mean, it is an isekai, after all. Uh, I think, Sue, you watched this too, right? I did, yeah. Um, I liked it. The show is cute and pleasant. Characters are all pretty nice, uh, minus that Kyle punk. Oh, uh, Prince Kyle, what a punk you are. I know. It's, it's very calm. It's very idyllic. The, the word I wrote in my notes was bucolic. You know, very Ooh. gentle. I know, right? My my GRE flex is happening. Uh, yeah, the romance is cute. Like Scott said, I really like that the show didn't go the harem route because it absolutely is set up to do so. <laughs> it's totally, like, it's basically her and like, it's got to be at least six or seven guys by the end of the show. Right. All of whom are, you know, real good looking. And you're like, okay. But no, it's kind of a romance between two characters and it's clear pretty early on that that's going to be the case. Exactly. The men get put into p buckets, you know, younger brother, like, little brother mentor dad professor and then like only you know one guy's like hot love interest uh 
but I, I, I did think it was funny that the show is a little self-aware, right? I think at one point, Sai is just like, why am I surrounded by so many hot men? What's wrong with this world? <laughs> like, I think she, she acknowledges, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a dating sim. Uh, I guess I'm a little different from Scott. I found this show really boring. There's, there's no conflict, like, and it's strange because I do like Yashike things. Like, I, if you guys remember, one of our rolling review shows was Iroduku. I loved that show. And this one was just really nothing of significance happens, which made me feel like the show didn't matter in a way. Like, early on, it seemed like there might actually be a twist because two girls get pulled into this this isekai world uh say and then and then another girl Ina, and it, it almost seemed like both of them at first like want to go back home so i thought there was going to be a little mm, bit of a twist yeah. wherein at least one of them like Ina especially like wants wants to go home and i thought there was going to be a twist to this where it was like an isekai where like we don't want to stay in this this weird world we've been pulled into that gets thrown out really quick I just feel like they sort of let that trail off and both characters are eventually like, eh, we could stay. Yeah, yeah, and Ina I, in particular, because I feel like she really got manhandled into being like, well, you can't go home ever. And she's like, oh, <laughs> like, too bad, kid. Go learn magic. Um, Say is is my big problem, to tell you the truth. I love that she's an adult woman, but holy moly, she is completely and utterly <laughs> unimpeded in anything she does. Like, Day her one magic power is omnipotent. Yeah, her magic power is omnipotent. Direct you to the first, yeah. Right, like day one, eight o'clock, they're like, do you know how to do magic? She's like, no. They're like, here's how to do it. Instantaneously a master. Like, so good. She goes to see this professor guy in one episode, and he's like, I have never seen anyone perform magic the way you have at your level ever. And I get it. She's the super saint. But like, this takes no effort. She learns magic instantaneously good at it. Saves hot commander guy. He's immediately smitten with her. Like, super dreamy done can make the best potions ever in all the land and can make billions of them a day which no one else in the universe can do like has to catch super magic and totally does it like her only weakness is that like she can't reveal how hot she thinks the commander is <laughs> which is the real way to activate the spell and she's like oh no he'll know i think he's hot <laughs> like that that's the only time she ever like, has to, like spoilers insert... he already does like... yeah exert like the minimum minimal amount of effort i actually feel like the show was written by like a middle-aged woman who hates her life that's what i kept thinking of when i watched it i'm like this is penned by some like housewife that is like oh if only baby if only i could you know be isekai and just have all of this my life would be so good uh it really kind of spoiled say she's such a lovely person but with her conflictless unimpeded existence she just became irritable to me i was like somebody challenged this woman for crying out loud like this is so dull like i needed i needed more conflict i really did i needed there to be something she strives for that is not to tell hot commander guy her feelings like, I needed there, there to be a real goal. Um, I'm pretty neutral on this show. I would say listen to Scott and I, and if, if this sounds appealing, it's very gentle. It is beautiful to look at. Like, I love the fantasy designs. I really do. Mm. It's, it's a really nice-looking show. Not in the way, say, like, Vivi was, but it, it looks really good for what it is. And great fantasy elements. Uh, 
I would say if, if you listen to us and you're like, oh yeah, this sounds like my thing. I want something gentle. Absolutely go for it. I would say if you yeah, want. And it's, and it's also rare because like it is actually intended for women to watch. Like the rare isekai that is for women rather than men. Yes, most definitely is for women. And, you know, that that is a nice thing. I just, I wish there was more of a, of a goal than just like, I want to brew potions all day and... I'm so confused why hot men love me because no offense, like brewing potions all day seems like the fantasy equivalent of like being in the kitchen all day. So that was, I was like, come on, at least she does, she does battle some stuff, but really it's like hot commander guy doing, doing oh, the thing. Commander Hawk. Commander. Yeah. Oh, so dreamy. So it was cute. It was pleasant. I liked it, but I think I, I needed more from it. So I'm definitely in the neutral category. I would give it, I'd say, a mild recommendation. Uh, like, it is feel-good. It's The romance is straightforward. It's got a little fantasy flavor. But yeah, this isn't... Uh, it's not amazing, but it might be what you're looking for. Good times. Hmm. Dan, I heard you watched a movie. Tell us about it. I did. The rare anime movie that is uh, fairly readily available now. Uh, it is Mugen Train, uh, the Demon Slayer movie. So Demon Slayer's been out for a while now, and uh, so we've got a movie that sort of takes up the... I don't know what to call it. I guess the middle arc between the original, the first season and the upcoming one, because it's relatively self-contained. I mean, it all takes place on a train, so it's very much... Uh, you know, literally contained as well. Um, now, if you have not watched the show, the movie will be impenetrable to you. Not completely, it's a fairly straightforward tale, but you're going to have no idea who these people are, what they're doing, or why they're doing it. So, unless you're there for just a bunch of flashy action scenes, I definitely recommend checking out the series first. But uh, those flashy action scenes certainly make an appearance. The animation for them is gorgeous, the special effects involved are really solid, the music has a you know, this great driving beat that really um, emphasizes all of the action. So in that regard, that stuff that people loved from that show is 100% there, bigger and badder than ever. So definitely worth your time for that. Uh, as far as the story goes, it... I can't discuss a lot of it without spoiling how the movie ends. So I will just say that it goes for a big emotional beat that, for me, did not land the way I think the creators hoped it would. Maybe it was just that I sort of saw the writing on the wall early and everything else just kind of felt like uh, it was just waiting to get to that point. Um, that doesn't mean it's done badly, it's just that for me personally, from a story perspective, it didn't really feel like it worked. Uh, part of that may also have been the fact that I did not find one of the major villains particularly compelling. They were like there was a lot of them talking at no one in particular, explaining their motivations and what they're doing, and uh, not even not even an inner monologue, Scott. This is them standing atop the train, speaking out loud to no one. I'm having I'm having an Incredibles flashback right now. Wow! So he's got uh, me all tied up, and he's there, and he's about to push the button, and what does he do? He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. He tells me how evil he is, how he, how the world will soon be. His. Yes. There is a lot of that, but it, at least, at least they're doing it when they're alone, away from the heroes, and the hero isn't going to, like, use it as an opportunity to overcome their plan. 
at least there's that. So, so if you're going to monologue... his plan to the audience. Yes, it is exactly that. And once again, you know, Demon Slayer is shown in... Shonen tends to do that sort of thing, you know, I declare war on peace and happiness to use another Incredibles <laughs> reference there. It's it's very on the nose with why these people are bad. There are a bunch of big bad demons who don't like humanity. They are bad and they will, you know, and they will wreck everyone if the demon slayers don't stop them. So, not looking for like deep character motivations from a throwaway villain in the middle of a movie that you know, is meant to cover an in-between arc, but it's still kind of obnoxious. So, Dan, I was just going to uh, ask that if you're a, if you're a Demon Slayer fan, should you definitely check out this movie because it covers part of the manga, or is it is it total filler? Oh, no, I would say that it's definitely worth checking out if you're a fan. I mean, I am not what I would call a big fan of it, but I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the show, and the movie was fine. You know, I don't... I don't think I quite get the same level of, uh, I guess it's just, you know, getting getting older and, you know, having different tastes at this point. I don't have the same, like, oh man, you know, rah-rah reaction that some people have to things like My Hero and Demon Slayer and such that are, like, the next big thing and people, like, you know, kind of stake part of their identities on them. The fanboy you know, part of me has long since withered on the vine, and I just kind of like, yeah, I like what I like, and I'll leave it at that. Um, so, Dan, I'm a big fan of UFO Table, who did the show. I, I have not seen the show, but I really love UFO Table's work. Um, is is the movie done by them, and does it look really slick and stuff? I believe so. I honestly don't remember for certain, but it's, I mean, the the style is carried through from the show pretty much without change, so... It, uh, it it definitely feels like the same crew, um, and yeah. Again, if you're in it for the animation, if you're in it for the for the fights and the characters that you've you know come to enjoy, it's absolutely everything you want from that. It is it is good fan service, if that makes any sense. It's it's there for, it's it's there for the fans. It delivers exactly what you want. Nothing more. Nothing less. And if you get more out of the emotional beats than I did, I then good on you. I hope you did because uh, they do they do try hard. It was just again for me personally that was kind of a miss. Overall though, enjoyable experience. Definitely worth the you know runtime of the movie to watch it. Very nice. All right. Moving on from demon slaying action, what uh, who's got who's got what next? I've got something that takes us way down. The show uh, is called Let's Make a Mug 2. That's not demon slaying at all. I was all. about it's to not say, demon like, slaying ceramics. See, I don't, Dan, ceramics and demon slaying, I mean, they're basically synonymous. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're, they're spinning. Things, things that's spin. Right. <laughs> like, that's you can theoretically the make a demon slaying knife out of ceramics, yeah, I guess. Yeah, come on. Uh, no one does in this show, but I mean, it's possible, right? Too busy making a mug, clearly. Too busy making a mug, clearly, yeah. Um... So, I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's it's one of a, uh, the latest example of a long-running genre, which is there's girls, they're in a club doing a thing, and it's also one of the ones which is set in a real-world location, in this case, uh, Tajimi City. So, honestly, I like this show. Uh, I think it accomplished every one of its probable objectives. Uh, I kind of want to try pottery after having watched it, like they go into detail a little bit, it looks fun. I totally want to visit Tajimi City, where the show is set. They kind of go over all the cool things that are there, and it looks it looks cool. They got a lot of neat 
pottery and mosaics and uh, I guess statues of Kappas are kind of their thing. And uh, I also enjoyed the show on its own merits. So, you know, that's a triple win right there. Nice. Uh, so what is about Tajimi City? Is it just like, is it the pottery capital of Japan? Uh, there's a lot of different sort of pottery. I guess they their deal is they make a type of pottery called Mino Ware, which I guess is one of the styles of pottery one could make. And they're known for it. So I guess that's the that's the deal. Uh, you know, there's four there's four characters. They're all pretty fun. They have distinct pottery styles that all feel plausible. Like one of them wants to, you know, true mastery and like beautiful simple objects. One of them wants to make truly crazy stuff. Like I think the one I liked the best was uh, there's a mug with like a like a Santa Claus theme, and at the bottom of the mug inside the cup is a present which you would see once you finish drinking whatever you're seeing. And I was like, that's actually pretty clever. Like, that's a, a thing I could see happening in the real world, and I would think it would be pretty clever. Uh, they also have some of, like, you know, they do struggle with difficulties, like creative difficulties. And sure, it's small in the grand scheme of things, but it still feels, I guess, relevant to people who work creatively, some of the problems they go through. Like, I'm feeling burned out. And their friends are like, yeah, we all do at times. You just gotta, you gotta take a break. Uh, or struggling with trying to accomplish something and not quite getting there. Uh, that kind of stuff. It was a good show. I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, if you want one of those feel-good feel shows with those girls in a club, watch this one. Adorable. And, yeah, it's adorable. There's no stakes. It's fine. It's nice to have something uncomplicated and fun. Yeah. I actually almost picked this one up, but then I was like, child, no. No, it was like, you know, when you have to tell yourself as an adult, like no more cookie, like, no, you've eaten enough out of the box, like close the box. Well, it's, now. it's really tough, right? Because your kid self is like, it's only a 14 minute long cookie. Yeah. It's halfway. You're like, I could, eat, like, I could mm. eat the cookie. Dinner's not a, I don't need dinner. Yes. Don't eat the cookie. <laughs> don't make the book. But I'm, I'm glad it was great. It was, it was a good show. It was enjoyable. Very cute. All right. Well. It's finally time to end. Our podcast is about to end, and, and what better way to end it with The World Ends With You, the animation. The animation. Uh, so, Scott, you have to help so me. Give us, some, give us some background on The World Ends With You, because I just remember it was a, what was it? It was it a, a DS, DS game. game. So, Scott, yeah, I was about to Nintendo ask, do you remember how DS. old this game is? Like, You know what? Uh, I'm going to make a little noise here on the cast, because my copy is sitting in front of me. So nice. I'm gonna pick up the copy if I can remember. I will say it. I bought a Nintendo DS for this game, so I mean, this just game to is, throw it is out a, there. certainly a, a landmark game. Uh, 2006, according to the box uh, that it has here. Okay. All right. So yeah, this is this is pretty old. I was shocked when when I saw the the fact yeah, that was this like, was going to come they're out. They're making what after how long? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I mean, the show keeps the visual style of the game it makes the enemies like the noise appear as these cg models which you know they look kind of weird and otherworldly it's not like particularly great but i guess it keeps to the theme and uh overall i thought the show was was okay so to, to, to give some background uh this this kid named neku sakuraba He's kind of a punk ass, doesn't really like people, wears headphones all the time. He wakes up in the middle of Shibuya and is like, how the heck did I get here? What, what, what's going on? And it turns out that he's part of something called the Reaper's Game, 
where they have seven like in world days to complete tasks uh and if they do they get they get a prize i don't know if we should like reveal the the shtick. I mean, probably yeah. not. It's it's a fairly complicated or complex plot, so I don't know if we're going to get into too many details, but there's a thing they all want to get. Yeah, there's a thing they all want to get, want to achieve, and, and you got to play through the Reaper's game to, to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the fence with this, so whenever you make an animated show out of a video game, unless you're Castlevania and you're beautiful, uh, you, <laughs> you have to you know, pick and choose the elements that are going to make it. I, you know, something like gameplay doesn't really bode itself well to an animated show. So usually that will get thrown out. Um, mechanics, like the kind of how some of the battle sequences would work, I guess, to just explain where I'm going to, to use these powers that the characters have to fight the noise, which are these like creatures based off of bad human emotion. They, in the, in the game, you have pins, like you equip pins to your character, and each pin has a special ability and an element. And you can like swipe on the DS screen in a different way. It's it's one of the most effective uses of the DS's yes. like, touchscreen I've ever seen. Yes, holy moly. So, you know, there was that. So you have mechanics, and then you have obviously plot. So this show throws most things out in favor of plot, uh, and, and it's just the straight plot for, for 13 solid episodes and i'm kind of on the fence about this really because i think the game in addition to being so cool mechanically like the the speed and the frenzy of the of the gameplay was really well thought out and really made good use of the ds but i just loved that the, the game had such a hip cool feel and a deep love of shibuya you know there's all these different locations in shibuya you go that you know are, are have been specially stylized uh, there, there's a huge emphasis on fashion in the game. Like literally on the back of the box, there's a statement that's called "Bend the Trend," and like you <laughs> get to you get to wear different clothes from these expensive designers, and tr- like around you, the the fashion trend will bend in the game. Like people will start talking more about that, uh, like couture style or like whatever you're you're wearing secretly. There was, there's no emphasis on fashion. I was like, this show will get like the best rating out of me if it gives a fashion episode, <laughs> which it did not. Which it did not. I was just like, in the background of many shots are the brand names from the game. And yeah. that's neat. But yeah, it's too bad that they didn't really yeah, I, make I it wanted, into the plot at all. I wanted an episode devoted to fashion. But, it, and you know, they're moving so fast through the, through the plot elements that it's not really like you get to appreciate all the cool visual details they did with regards to the the hip you know graffiti style sort of punkish urban uh artistic flavor they gave to shibuya so i i mean they did keep some of the music the music is also a huge element from the yeah game. they did like remixes of the music and it was cool to hear some of them like i was like oh yeah i kind of remember that song that's cool yeah yeah um but the music in the game is fantastic I honestly think it was one of those things that it just felt like this weird milk toast version of like TLDR, like uh, too long didn't play <laughs> TLDP. Yeah. I just want to watch the show and like get the the plot. So the characters are really likable and pleasant. Their quest is very straightforward and you're pretty immediately invested in them. I think they do a really good job of of making you there's one character who's a bit debatable, especially for you, Dan. Uh, 
but but for the most part they're all likable kids you want them to succeed their their goal you know makes sense and they get there and everything lines up so i i think the show is fine i i just think ultimately i'm kind of like go play the game and it, it, honestly if you watch the show and then you want to play the game i guess they absolutely accomplished that i'm just shocked because the DS game came out in 2006. The remake on Switch came out at least a year or so ago. So I don't even know the purpose of this unless they're desperately trying to rekindle the game's release on Switch. So, And I guess I wasn't aware of the game's release on Switch until this came out because I was so surprised to see it. So in some ways, right, I guess it's, it's a bit of an ad campaign. And having watched the show, I do kind of want to play the game again. I also do too. Uh, so it definitely accomplished that goal where I was like, oh, I miss like the the game uh, and, and all the cool elements. But I'm kind of neutral personally. I think you should pick up the game. <laughs> so I would say Go Play World Ends With You. I think it's a phenomenal game. I don't know how it plays on Switch, but if you can like steal your cousin's DS <laughs> and go get a copy on DS, like highly recommended. I guess, Scott, yeah, what, did, what did you think of the like the show I mean, and was, your recommendation. I mean, it was nice to see some love for one of these, one of the great RPGs. Uh, yeah, like you said, I like the characters and the plot. The setting's cool. They're all a little, or in some cases, a lot watered down from the game. Uh, I, mean, I don't have too much to add, I guess. I guess I would say if you're a fan of the game, like you've played it and you want a taste of that nostalgia, yeah, recommend it. Like, you maybe you don't have the time to go play it again or maybe you're not going to play a giant RPG again but you want to remember the fun times, it's good for that. For anyone else, I guess, like, mild recommendation, the show isn't amazing on its own. Like, it, it is a decent ad for this game, and maybe you'll say, yeah, I want to go play it, but if you're watching it as an anime for just the anime, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. But it's okay. not amazing. I guess that's all I'd really, really add there. Okay, cool. So, so tepid tepid recommendation but tepid recommendation unless you're already in on the world ends with you yeah. which you know it's good so recommend the game cool and for me i would just say play the game uh it's pretty great so oh my gosh we made it to the end we did it we did uh, we the watched longest season <laughs> i am genuinely burned out guys and i mean that totally totally truthfully i hit a point where I was like, I hate anime. It felt like I was <laughs> no. playing a drinking game with myself this season. I had a schedule. I had to be on schedule or things would tumble out of control. And it was just, I, you know, I felt like the evil version of me was just like, hey, friend, have another beer. And I was like, please, no, I, I can't have another <laughs> beer. And I was like, see, you didn't drink on Sunday. So you're going to drink more now. And I was like, <laughs> Is, yeah, like it's it's almost a shame this season is so strong because like almost all of these shows are good. Are and good. Recommending yeah. them, like it's just could we spread these out a little, please? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was. The only way I was able to keep up with this many was the fact that some of them dropped all at once, so I was able to power through the shorter ones. Oh, like yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, Demon Slayer just being a movie, Way of the House Husband being short form, uh, Castlevania also being a relatively short series, which is basically a movie just divided up into episodes. So. Yeah, I'm I'm also kind of exhausted, even though mine wasn't as intense as yours. And I think next season for all of us sounds like it's going to be a bit of an easier time. Yeah, like it still looks like a decently strong season, but I am going to potentially limit 
how many things I watch. I am ruthlessly cutting because I just I remember last time we chatted, Scott. I was like, I hate anime. Like I'm genuinely (laughs) on a boat. I need I need to not do this. So, I had I I made double the number of anime that I'm watching. That's right. You may watch all of two. (laughs) You have a growth path ahead of you for this. Brendan now featuring double the shows. Oh jeez, that's great. Yeah, but. I like, like Scott said, it was a really amazing season. Wow, spring 2021. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, rock on with your bad self. And uh, we hope you found some shows to watch because we only watched a million. Uh, we, we hope you avoid some of the things that we told you to avoid. And we will catch you at the end of summer. Yeah. We'll see you then. This is a podcast by The Con Artists. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your Android podcast app of choice. For more anime and game-related content, please visit us online at theconartistsblog.com. Thanks for listening.